very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we here at Multimedia are happy to bring you yet another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy, Goyle. Yenara Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us today by GCB. GCB, your bank for life. My name, as always, is Yalbanafo, and I'm excited to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Last week, we started a certain conversation on being investor ready. Investor readiness from the perspective or from the eyes or from the lens, if you like, of an investor. What are some of the things that as a business owner you can do to prepare your business or should I say to position yourself strategically to be able to take advantage of all the funding that's available. In that conversation, we highlighted the fact that there are tons and tons and tons of funding available all over the world from various companies, from venture capitalists, from people who are putting money together in consortiums, from portfolio managers who are looking to place the money in some kind of investment to bring a yield. And that money will definitely be placed within the business arena where we operate, where your business operates. People are looking to place money in Africa today. How can you position your company to become one of those companies that can become viable? There are multinationals operating in Ghana today. How did they become multinational? Some of them came here and bought companies in the line of business that you operate. People are doing the same business you are in other countries when they want to come into Ghana. Your business should be one of those businesses that they can partner with and become better for these and many more other conversations on positioning yourself is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm happy to be joined again today in this conversation by someone I've come to refer to as a friend of the show, mm-hmm. Great Sacrifice, Mr. Richard Edudako, who's a compliant legal manager of First Code Management Services. Richard, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I it's think that between be you and I, we know the sacrifice you've had to make today. Great, great. To but get our here. listeners are also very important, so yes. we need to yes. make Richard had to move heaven and earth to get here today just so that he could share some thoughts with that so for you listeners please do feel special because richard took the time out to be here i'm happy to be back here in this conversation i mean last week we started something about positioning your company looking at your corporate governance structure great looking at your finances, how to yes. put your, your, your books in order, looking at the policies that you're putting in place, yes. and essentially, you know, your legal framework, yes. how you are relating and reacting to the legal regulators within the industry you operate, and without it, in the sense that, of course, within the industry, there'll be industry-specific regulations. Sure. But then, as a country, as, should I say, as a habitat, mm. you operate within Ghana. Yes. So then there are laws within the country that are higher than your your industry. Exactly. But that also affects you yes. because you're doing business here. Yes. All of that and how you react to that helps you position yourself properly. Great. Today we'll be going into a bit more detail, but we will use some case studies today, isn't it? Sure. And we'll pick on one, one or two industries. Yes, we have to consider some few industries. And please don't feel left out if you are operating outside of the industries that we use as case study. It's just because we can't use all the industries. Yes. But I think the comfort you should have is that whatever we share as guidelines for positioning yourself in the case studies we will use are mostly applicable across industry are mostly applicable across industries. So by all means, you will benefit from today's conversation. And when we do get interactive, um, you can also pick up that phone, give us a call, or send us your thoughts on numbers that we will put out. For those who like to take notes, by all means, we're also streaming live on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page on My Joy Online, and we'll be sharing some slides with some text so that those of you who like to make notes as well, by all means, you can write some points down. Richard. Let me stop talking Great. and allow you to begin to share content. Maybe for chronology, you like sure. to build a connect from last week. Okay, so and from then go straight into last this week. Last week, um, 
we considered how we can make our businesses viable mm. to attract investors. And we looked at the various um, regulations that you have to comply with. That is the general regulation. So when it comes to registrar general's department, what are you supposed to do to be able to be in the right position mm -hmm. to have your business recognized by someone else or an investor to put in money? Or even by the country of Ghana? Yes, even by the country because you need to um, go through these regulations and comply with them before you are recognized as a business entity. Okay. So we considered how you can also make your business sustainable. Mm. So we considered good corporate governance as something that we drive home anytime that we, we get the opportunity because without a good corporate governance system, it means you'll not be taking the right decisions and then you'll be making mistakes and those mistakes will affect the kind of investment you can attract. Sure. You may not even be attracted to anybody at all. Mm. And then we considered all those um, qualified team members that you should have as part of your team to be taking decisions for the company and making sure you have the right policy. So we touched on data protection. We considered um, anti-money laundering and all these policies that otherwise we would have taken for granted in the in times past. But now it's something that is very key when it comes to investment. So yes, when we have to consider the various industries, moving from the general regulations we did last year, we said that we are going to consider some specific industries. Um, we are aware of monies that are made in these industries, but it's as if we are distant as a people. So we sit down and we allow foreign companies to so come, come in and then in take and advantage yes. of the various resources that we have and the opportunities that we have here. So government in, in, in their wisdom and policy makers have put in some measures in place such that organizations or individuals or businesses that wants to take advantage of some specific industries would be given a certain advantage mm -hmm. The advantage being that there are some procurement and there are some um, things and service that you have to provide that is limited to indigenous Ghanaian businesses. Mm. So if it's limited to indigenous Ghanaian businesses, then it means that when you are a Ghanaian business and you set up properly and you go by all the rules and regulations that has been stipulated, you would then be having an opportunity in that space. But we are also Simply aware... Simply because you're a Ghanaian? Simply because you're a Ghanaian entity. Simply because you set up as a Ghanaian, indigenous Ghanaian. Yes, it's, it's, it's something that is very, very worrying when it comes to knowledge of some of these things. So in 2020, there was an LI called the LI 22431. Mm -hmm. This LI 2431 is a local content and local participation regulation mm -hmm. in the mining space. So assuming you are a business person, you set up and you want to take advantage of the mining industry and be able to make some money from that space, what you have to do is to consider this regulation and what it says about a Ghanaian indigenous company that wants to venture in this area. Operating within that space. Yes. So I'll give <coughs> some details of areas that are limited for only indigenous Ghanaian companies. And even if there's foreign participation, and we'll come to that mm -hmm. point, the regulators also recognize that we don't have, we always not have the capacity. It's not always the case that we have the capacity to provide, be it right. financial, be it technical. So then you may want to invite a foreign entity or you may want to partner with someone to deliver this kind of service in that space. So when it comes to the mining industry, mm. When you want to provide services, such as legal, 
the law says that it should be an indigenous Ghanaian company. If they are bidding for people to supply cement, it should be an indigenous Ghanaian company. If we are bidding for someone to provide electrical cables, mm -hmm. it should be a Ghanaian company. If we want lubricants, it should be a Ghanaian company incorporated here, boat and not. It should be a Ghanaian company. Plastic sample bags, uh, chain link fencing. So when you go to the mining side, there are some fence <coughs> they do around the pit that you cannot um, go past that. Mm -hmm. When we are doing all these things, a Ghanaian company should be contracted to do that. Conveyor rollers, overall and workload, so PPEs, it should be provided by Ghanaian entities. When we want to high um, trucks, so haulage services, it should be a Ghanaian company. And even contract mining, there's a portion that we allow Ghanaian companies mm -hmm. to go in there. So I can give a typical example of, um, let's say, Goldfields. There's an indigenous Ghanaian company that we all know. I may be advertising for them, so I can't mention their names. <laughs> that is doing the digging for Goldfields. And they have been subcontracted to do that work. And this is a purely indigenous Ghanaian company getting the right attraction from elsewhere because they are in the right position to deliver that service. When it comes to cables and water resistant plate, drilling, mm -hmm. hoses and fittings, like all these minor, minor things, we call them mining support service. Mm -hmm. So when you are in the position to provide mining support service, the law says that this should be given to a Ghanaian. And if you are well positioned in terms of your regulations mm -hmm. as a company, your registrations, social security, GRA, then you are in good business because there's the opportunity for you to attract foreigners who otherwise would have wanted to provide this service themselves. Themselves. But, but now they are by limited law. by law. So this LI is limiting them. And asking that, look, this is a preserve of Ghanaians, indigenous businesses. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want to do in that space, partner with a Ghanaian. But what you need to do is to make sure that you go through all these checklists, GRA, Social Security, um, Registrar General, things you would have taken for granted. Mm. Making sure your business is viable, making sure you have the qualified team to be able to attract such an investment. And with, with what you mentioned, yes. just before you go on, it sort of draws my mind to, I mean, we're talking about being investor ready. Yes. And therefore, the focus today would be positioning yourself if you are, let's say, um, a mining support service provider. Yes. Let's say you're a cleaner, you're a whatever, in yes. a supply chain of services. Yes. What we're saying is that for a multinational to be able to say, listen, I need to work with a Ghanaian, they mm. have a number of options. Yes. They can bring their own company and incorporate it in Ghana and make sure they have... <laughs> Ghanaian um, board membership or whatever. Yes. But for them to go straight to the point and say, listen, there's a company in Ghana mm. that is actually doing this service. You have to rise up to the occasion. And yes. what we're saying here is that you can position yourself by doing all of these things and ticking all your boxes yes. so that you are attractive. You're attractive. They don't need to go through the process of forming their own companies. No. They can pick you and say, we're going to work with you because the law says we should work with you. Yes. But you come up to that standard. And what, I'm happy we're using mining as an example. Yes. The standards in mining are super high. Very high. Because the safety concerns there, we are dealing with human life. Exactly. And one simple mistake can, you know, can cause someone yes. to lose their we, lives. We, we are aware of what happened at Apiati. Exactly. Yes. And, and it's so pathetic that um, as a result of an accident, a whole community will be washed away. Mm. So if you are not doing the right things, EPA, you are not meeting all these EPA standards and making sure that 
you are complying with the regulations, then you cannot be engaged by any entity at all to invest resources and then go in that space and go and yeah. kill people for us. But there are opportunities. The point I'm trying to make is that there are opportunities for you to grow your business. We're saying that then uh, there are no jobs. We're not getting the contracts. The foreigners are getting the contracts. Yes. Position yourself properly. And by law, mm. you have a seat at the table already. I yes. mean, can we just go through that list very quickly? So, and then so, so when it comes to cement and cement product, grouts, all these things, mm -hmm. even for towels, it's supposed to be provided by Ghani in the mining space. Electrical cables, general lubricants. It says that your companies will be incorporated in Ghana with exclusive Ghanaian directors and shareholders. Wow. Yes. The companies should be incorporated here. So any foreign entity that has these products and wants to supply mm -hmm. to the mining space would have to pass through you as a Ghanaian business person because it says that there should be the company should be here. So you have to go to Registrar General's department. So you come to first code, so first code incorporates for, for like you. Agency dealerships, yes, and you know, becoming sole agents and yes. representatives for 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 lubricants for, for multinationals. You know, you know yes. these spaces, for yes. example. So bolt and nut. When you come to the mining industry, you realize that they are using very sophisticated machinery mm -hmm. and equipment, and they may have fault. They would want to service it. And these people servicing are Ghanaians, and sometimes you have foreign entities. Mm -hmm. But the law is saying that when you want to even tighten a certain boat in this space, when you are doing the procurement, it should be from a Ghanaian entity. And when they don't do that, they have flouted the laws. And they are also very mindful. The multinationals are also very mindful not to flout their rules according to our regulations here. So they are very, very careful that they will not be sanctioned. Right. So to avoid those sanctions, then they have to contract Ghanaians. But sometimes we don't have the capacity. The reason we don't have capacity is because we cannot do it. We can do it. It's not because we cannot do it. Mm -hmm. We can deliver this kind of service. The challenge is that we have not positioned ourselves well. So we are not ready. We are not ready at all. So the, the idea behind this regulation, um, according to the object, is to promote job creation through the use of local expertise, mm -hmm. goods and services, businesses and financing in the mining industry value chain, and their retention in the country. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the framers of this regulation are aware that definitely there will be foreign participation. But because we want to be very specific, we want to be very intentional about this, mm -hmm. when we have to create jobs, we have to get our businesses to be well established so that these opportunities comes our way then we can employ more people so assuming a Ghanaian entity is the one providing all the lubricants for all the mining companies in ghana what it means is that they will need more hands they will need more Ghanaians. they'll hire do, more people they'll hire more people and then the talk of unemployment wouldn't be a thing of the past mm -hmm. and two people can come together and set up a business with with minimal capital and still be able to attract this kind of investment. So now we're bringing it down home mm. so that if you're a business person, we are talking about entrepreneurship every day. You are an SME and you don't even know which space to go. Today we have given you details. Mining support services. Mining support services. And you heard this on Masterclass here on Joy FM. Yes. So um, when you are done with all of this, then you have to go to the regulator. Mm. That is Minerals Commission. Right. They would issue you with a permit. Mm. When you go to Minerals Commission, all the things we have spoken about in the past 
they are going to go back to it. They will ask you of your incorporation document. Mm -hmm. They will ask you of your certificate to commence business. They will ask you of your social security clearance. They will ask you of your GRE. They mm -hmm. will ask you of your EPA. They are going to ask you of all the MMDAs that you operate within, the permits that you are supposed confirm. to get. They will confirm that, yes, indeed, you have the EPA permit. Before you fill the applicable forms, attach all these documents, you pay the applicable fees, then you are given the permit after they have done their due diligence and they will not sit in their offices and issue with a permit mm -hmm. they make sure that they contact the relevant state institutions right. and wherever that they have to find information to prove that indeed what you have done is not just on paper yeah. but you've done the writing mm -hmm. so if you have given your governance structure to a minerals commission to consider mm -hmm. in giving you that permit then they are going to find out if indeed there was a board meeting mm -hmm. and you took the minutes, minutes. <laughs> and indeed you agreed that yes this is the kind of service that you want to provide right. for which reason you've brought an application before them to receive the permit to be able to operate in this space once you have the permit then you can put yourself out there mm -hmm. that yes i provide this service but i don't have this amount of money to import or to produce i want to even set up a manufacturing plant mm -hmm. in Ghana but I don't have the equipment I don't have the resources but I need a partner that partner is sitting somewhere he has the money he has all the resources and the equipment, and, the equipment. and they will ship it and come and then you enjoy some tax holidays mm -hmm. especially when you register with um, GIPC and all of that there are some tax holidays that you may get for some of the things that you are bringing um, to the country because it's going to support a certain um, cause that is job creation confirm this for me if 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 you if you if you will yeah it was my understanding that a couple of years ago, yes. as part of this conversation, batteries meant for solar. Yes. Because we're encouraging renewable energy in this country. Yes. Enjoyed some kind of tax. It's true. Uh, reliefs. That's true. But if the batteries were coming in for other use, other uses, then yes, yes, they were taxable. Is this, is this uh, true? That's, that's true. Because then we were encouraging the use of solar because of power crisis and right. all of that. So those batteries are inverters. If it was for purposes of generating electricity mm -hmm. for... Um, consumption and for businesses, then you would enjoy some tax holidays. Information yes. really is power. I mean, I think that in positioning ourselves, yes. one of the things we should do is to seek information because some of these things, I'm not sure that everyone knows about them. Some people do. That's true. But not everyone knows. And yes. these LIs you talk about, this is LI 2341. Yes. Okay, let's go and read up on it. And it, it outlines, for example, in the mining area, I saw the support services that definitely have to be provided by Ghanaians. And if you're already in that space, then yes, you position yourself because you have an edge. If you're not already in that space, you're thinking of where do I go? What, what do I do? Mm. You can again look at going into that space. And by all means, there are multinationals who are looking to partner with Ghanaians or Ghanaian entities or companies to offer these services. And yes, we can all grow our businesses and Ghana can become better for an interesting conversation indeed let's continue yes so um moving away from the mining space mm. i want us to go into the oil and gas space okay so since 2007 2008 that we discovered oil there was so much talk about Ghanaian participation indigenous businesses but we are our here lives are going to change overnight our lives were going to change but i think most businesses didn't position themselves well so again the the powers that be made regulations made laws that some areas should be limited to Ghanaians mm -hmm. to be limited to indigenous Ghanaian businesses and then if indeed you want to engage a foreign entity that foreign entity should marry the Ghanaian business mm -hmm. what we call JV 
mm. joint venture. Mm. But before you can set up the JV, and this is um, taken care of by LI2204, so that's right. also local content and local participation regulations mm. for the oil industry. That says that uh, for the purposes of upstream petroleum um, operations, a joint venture company should be a company incorporated in Ghana mm. in accordance with the laws of the Republic of Ghana. Mm. So in accordance with Registrar General, in accordance with Social Security, in accordance with EPA, in accordance yeah. with GRE, you should be incorporated in Ghana. And when you are incorporated in Ghana, then that marriage between you and a foreign entity so you become an indigenous company entity. and then you engage a foreign entity and you should have not less than 10 percent participation and control not less than 10 not less than 10 percent being the so local partner being the local partner so in the oil industry there are services just like the ones i've mentioned in the upstream level that we require indigenous businesses and if indigenous businesses cannot do it mm. then the vehicle through which such operations can take place should be a joint venture um, um, system so that joint venture entity mm. should be have a Ghanaian company duly incorporated and then a foreign company mm -hmm. duly, uh, duly incorporated sorry mm -hmm. to come together have that marriage and then um, and participate in that right. industry. So then you have to be well positioned once again. So the 10% participation, you should be able to um, prove to the Petroleum Commission, and the regulator here is the Petroleum Commission. Right. So even before you go ahead and set up the joint venture company, you should register with Petroleum Commission and get a permit. Mm -hmm. And when you go to Petroleum Commission, they're also going to do a checklist. They are going to find out tick all, those boxes. all these boxes whether you've met all these requirements mm -hmm. from what we indicated earlier, plus their specific requirement. So their specific requirement also require that you have the expertise, you have the right people, who are your directors, who are your um, shareholders, who are the beneficial owners of the company. And then they would give you the permit. Mm -hmm. When they give the permit to you, then they would have to also register the foreign entity. Mm -hmm. And then when the foreign entity also gets the permit, before you come together as a joint venture and then register with right. Petroleum Commission. So it's not just a straightforward thing. It's yes. They go through the individual processes with the each individual other individual processes. And then now recognize you together yes, the, as a joint venture. The most important thing is that you being the indigenous company, if you are not well positioned and well registered, then you cannot even marry the foreign entity. Mm -hmm. So this like more of a merger because there are various forms of, um, um, what do we call it, um, investment. Mm -hmm. So some people take over altogether. Yeah. So you set up your business and then an entity comes and then buys you out mm -hmm. and then give you your money and then you are in good business. You have made money and then you can venture into something else. But we are looking at mergers where two companies Leveraging come together. On, on your strength. On your strength, on their strength. And this one is you are protected by law. The law says that at least 10% participation. If you do everything right and you are able to get such a deal and you set up a proper joint venture mm -hmm. entity as a Ghanaian business person, then you have an opportunity in the oil and gas space. Right. But there are laws that also punishes you as a Ghanaian if you misrepresent or you fraudulently give an information. And this is where our our um, <laughs> education in terms yeah. of masterclass comes in. Yeah. That we encourage you to go through the right processes. Mm -hmm. 
it's not so difficult getting a professional like first code mm -hmm. to set up your business for you and yeah. making sure that all these um checklist is staked then you will not go and give a fraudulent misrepresentation or information because the law says that if in this space mm -hmm. person to li2204 you give false information or you provide a document that is um, um falsified or you front for a company mm -hmm. then you have committed an offense under this mm -hmm. law and then you are you are going to be subjected to 1500 penalty units for wow. giving such information a penalty unit is 15 cities i think mm -hmm. so 15 times thousand or you can go to prison for a year or two so um there there are some Ghanaians, there are business people they will not do the right things they will not go through the mail and then set up a proper company and they will front for a foreign entity so they will just rush to register general put some documents together and i mean they go through the system get their company registered and have directors and shareholders on it as if indeed they are going to the 10 percent um, um minimum participation but they, right but they haven't done the right thing the law is that if you do this and you flout the law then you are going to be punished you can go to jail for doing that <coughs> so you avoid all the stress yes, and do genuinely that. do the right thing and have a right image well positioned with 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 the requisite um, um, information and all the documentations that you have and then you present yourself when you go there you are very confident that because you've done the right things then you will be considered and once you are considered you are given the permit then you can engage another entity you come together you have a company formed as a joint venture then you can bid for these big contracts within this space mm -hmm. so it's not rocket science this is yeah. something that if you put your heart and your minds to it and you are really focused that you want to set up a proper business to benefit from these industries you can do it and i like the point you made that if you're going to go through all the trouble to to do to fake your paperwork or your setup and, and expose yourself to having possible trouble in the future, yeah. then just do the right thing. You don't need to do it all yourself. You don't need to do the legwork yourself. You don't need to be a jack of all trades. You can get help. And yes. that's what companies like First Code Management Services are there for. Yes. They're able to help you to do the right thing, your paperwork, your registration, to prepare legally and make sure that what you're doing is right. Because when you do go for that permit, they will check. Yes. They will go back through the tick boxes with you and they will ask all the questions. They will inspect your certificates. They'll go behind the veil to check. And if they, they go behind the veil and they find that something has been done untoward, not only do you lose the, the opportunity to work with them, yeah. you actually may get into trouble. Yes. <laughs> you may get in trouble. You'll go to jail. Let's share a few more thoughts here yeah. and then uh, we'll, 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 we'll get interactive. Okay. So um, then again, if you're a, for, a local or indigenous company, still within the oil and gas space and then you are going to register as an indigenous Ghanaian company and get a right permit from um, petroleum commission yes the law is also that make full disclosures of all existing contracts because when you marry the foreign entity and then it becomes a joint venture what is going to happen is that then all contracts are going to be given in the name of the joint venture company mm. so you are supposed to provide um, um, details and disclose all these details of contracts that you've gained already because once you position yourself well you are likely to have won contracts 
even before having to go to a joint um, venture marriage. Mm -hmm. So once you have those contracts and you go to Petroleum Commission, make those disclosures that these contracts exist and that you had these ones before you came together as a joint venture company. And then once you make those disclosures, then it becomes an indigenous Ghanaian company that has a contract in this space. And now you are also a joint venture and can still win contract with a joint venture. So it's a win-win situation mm. for Ghanaian businesses if we put our hearts to do the right thing. And then uh, we can consider the health sector. Mm -hmm. So when you want to set up a facility within the health sector, yes, that one too, you go through all the checklists. So RGD, JRA, Social Security, EPA. When you are done with all of that, there's an institution called HEFRA. HEFRA monitors and um, checks. They like regulate within, within the health, the health sector. So HEFRA will then look at all the things that you have put in place. Look at your expertise and see if indeed you have the right people you have the uh, doctors the qualified personnel you have all these um, health professionals within that space that they operate they have the right qualifications and then once they qualify they would then give you the license to be able to operate a hospital or a health facility or a small clinic sometimes you just you're a businessman and you want to invest i know a businessman who is just investing in hospitals and he is not a medical doctor he's not been to medical school but he's investing in health facilities private health facilities and because that person purpose that this is what i want to do and going through all the checklist and making it right then it's attracting funding and then getting the right personnel with a qualified um, um, certificate to apply for the license to operate the hospital and it's not against the law because he is not a surgeon he is not a consultant he will not come and sit in a consulting room but he's a business person mm -hmm. and wants to be in that space. He wants to be in the pharmaceutical space. He wants to be in the um, health delivery space. He wants to provide hospital, um, um, uh, hospitals across the country to help those who cannot um, have access to, let's say, the big names that we have. Mm -hmm. But he's having the right um, equipment and having the right um, staff to attend to the health needs of the people and these are business ideas mm. and like i always say they are very simple things around us and it's not rocket science we can always take advantage of them so he set up these businesses he goes through all the checklist mm -hmm. he gets it right then you move to hefra hefra comes to do the inspection they check that you have everything right mm -hmm. then the issue with the license then with your license you can attract investment mm -hmm. from anywhere because then when you put your documentation together and you apply for a facility of let's say a million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars because someone somewhere thinks that yes this is viable mm -hmm. and this is a very good business that can be sustained because we have the good corporate governance systems in place that entity would be willing to give you that amount of Heart money with that kind that of funding you need and your, your, to move your endeavor forward. can expand you can expand we love thoughts. i'm sure people. that there's a lot more we're going to be sharing yes. but at this point we want to get interactive we'll take a quick message from our sponsor for today's show when we come back we get interactive yeah. your favorite on-air business development program joy business masterclass is in session and you can interact with us on facebook via the joy 99.7 fm or joy business pages if you tweet the 
handle is at joy997fm or at joybusinessgh. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on the Superstition Joy 99.7. We're spending some more time here with Mr. Richard Edudako, Head of Compliance and Legal at First Code Management Services. And we're talking about positioning yourself as a company, as a business, to attract funding. There's a lot of money out there. People are looking to spend money. How can you position yourself as a business? We're interactive right now. 0302216541. Number to call. That's 0302216541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Let's share your thoughts. Have you benefited from any kind of investment funding before? What did you have to go through? Are you looking to benefit from any kind of investment um, funding? What are the challenges that you're going through? Do you need help? Who have you spoken to? What are the concerns? Let's have a conversation this afternoon so that we can share thoughts and we can all become better for it. Numbers to call again, 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055-11-11997. That's 055-11-11997. Send us those comments on WhatsApp and let's read your comments out. If you're looking to handle your educational fees, pay your fees, or do any... urgent medical expenses or pop-up expenses or makeovers for your home renovations or even travel with the family on holiday. Look no further. Ask for the GCB personal loan. And by all means, you'll be able to do all of these things. Visit any GCB branch today or call them on 0800-422-422 for a GCB personal loan today. GCB, your bank for life. Goyle also has some great news for us. Um, elevate your goodness by joining the Goyle Go Club today and enjoy up to 3 percent discount on all fuel purchased. You can also join the Goyle Go Club or visit any of the Goyle filling stations. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. I've got Kofi on the line from Nungwa. Good afternoon, Kofi. You're welcome to Masterclass. Uh, Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome, my brother. Local content, specific reference to supplies to the mines. Right. I think we need to have a proper matrix to determine what local content is. Mm. I work for a multinational. I wouldn't mention the name. I wouldn't mention even the product we supply. Okay, just to don't, give you an indication. Don't. Because I'm calling on my own capacity. Right. In my own capacity. Now, you have a situation where we require 100% participation in this for the supply of that particular product. Mm-hmm. And you have some big player in there who imports everything that he is is supplying. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a company, multinational, has a plant here. But because the ownership and the board is not 100% Ghanaian, they will have to get out of it. It is not fair. And as we speak, our president goes around and calls for investors into their country, to Ghana. So as you go around and you call for investors, investors come and say, no, henceforth, please, you can go away because we want only our locals to come and supply in this industry. So I think there should be a matrix mm. so that you combine how much employment is this uh, multinational generating, how much employment with this um, local supplier, most likely you even have a one man mm. and who just imports everything, how much employment is he creating? Even taxes, please, ask DRE, go behind the scenes. You realize that the multinationals are very compliant with their payment of taxes. Mm-hmm. The locals have all sorts of means 
to evade, to, to, to avoid, to use some connections and all that. In the end, we want to help our country. Let us know what will really help us, not just satisfy some people's interests. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Goofy. Very straightened uh, presentation there. Uh, Richard, a quick reaction. Um, you see, this... <laughs> I, I can hear I can hear Goofy's pain yes. in his voice, but let's sort of put it into perspective. It's understandable because um, if Goofy's company, the multinational, has gotten um, the right permit to produce whatever they are, they are supposed to produce here, then it means they are permitted by law to do what they are doing, unless they are not permitted by law. So once they have the permit to do what they are supposed to do, then I don't see where there will be a huge challenge. No, Kofi's point is this. Yes. That where the multinationals are better placed in terms of resource and even compliance, they pay tax and they support the economy and they come in to help the country, how do you then pass laws, allies like this, which restrict them from operating in parts of the process and limit and that, it and that's the point I'm making. And limit it only to Ghanaians where they can do it better. Why do I why do you do that? That's Kofi's problem. The point I'm making is that the multinational would not even have the permit to set up mm -hmm. if indeed they are operating in a space limited for Ghanaians. But his question is why? Because they have the capacity. And if, and, and if, by law you are limiting them. So once you have the capacity, then you engage a local partner. I get it. I, I get your point. You, you, you okay. understand. So, so Kofi, I think once that, you have um, the capacity, you engage a local. I will partner. speak for for our attempt to see if <laughs> I, I understand why the laws were passed. Maybe if there are any lawyers who are listening who are part of this process, it will be good for the enlightenment. If you can just give us a quick call zero three zero two two one six five four one. But I suppose that Kofi, it is to allow people like me and you who are not necessarily working for multinationals, but to set up our own business so that we can grow. They can hold our hand and we can come to that point. I'm sure we'll spend a bit more time. But I've got Kwesi from Koforidia on the line. Good afternoon, Kwesi. Um, thank you for calling us. Uh, sorry for keeping you. Oh, that's okay. Talk yes, to us, Thank Kwesi. you very much. Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, just in support of the last caller. Yes. Okay. But I also work with a multinational. Right. Uh, who has been in the country for more than 50 years. Mm. And this same local content that, for us, we believe is being engineered by few people just trying to push multinationals away. Now, let's ask ourselves, this multinational company, are they employing foreigners or they are employing Ghanaians? Okay. Now, if we bring this kind of what, uh, legislation and we end up pushing them away, are we not creating unemployment? The same word unemployment situation that we're trying to solve. We have to implement laws that will create unemployment just to satisfy individuals. And like Pascola said, look, let's call binary and let's count when it's to pass compliance. Most nationals are the most compliant when it comes to tax payment. You can't find their way to those taxes and all those things. But at the end, what are we doing? We say we want local participation. And if you want local participation, do you have to what, push multinationals out? I mean, competition is good. Let's encourage competition. And not to what, uh, form uh, allies and other things, just to save a few people in the industry, just because, I mean, they don't want to compete fairly. They want everything to be cooked at their doorstep. I think this local content, I'm a, I'm a Ghanaian, 
And look, I am for it. I want to see all the investment, all the money that we make retain in country. But it has to be done in a fair way, in a fair manner. That multinational will not feel like, okay, governments are trying to push them away. And we have Ghanaians setting up uh, businesses out there. Should they also be sacked? Should they also be pushed away because of local content in other in in jurisdictions? I think we need to look at it. We need to look like, because at the end of the day, we will end up creating what? Unemployment. When we are trying to solve one employment situation in the country. This is my submission. And this is, if you go to the mining, this is what is happening. Mm. Tomorrow, it's fuel. The next time, it is another. I mean, uh, we are not helping the system. Right, right. We are not helping the system. Right. And we really need to look at it. Kwesi, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so, so much for calling us. That's Kwesi from Kofredi, a very spirited submission. I'm, I'm told that Kofi from Nungwa is back on the line. Kofi, um, you're welcome back to the show. Yes. There's a clarification you wanted to make? Yes, please. Please go ahead. You know, the thing is about 100% Ghanaian ownership. Mm. The multinationals have foreign shareholders. Mm. So even if it is one and it is 99% Ghanaian, they mm. don't qualify to supply. Mm. And you remember in my first call, I had to issue a caveat that I am speaking in my own capacity. You did. Because they have a policy that you do not comment on these things. They don't have any, they don't want to have any sort of confrontation with the state, etc. In yeah. fact, some yeah. of us, the workers, are not happy. Yeah. We even protest that. We say, let us go out and tell them what it is. Yeah. Now, that is not fair. You understand? We have companies who pride themselves in saying that we have established branches in this country, in that country. And yet you are sucking others from your country. They must be 100% Ghanaian ownership. It is not fair. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Kofi. I'd like to hear some divergent views as well. I mean, I've got a few more minutes. If you can just pick up that phone, give us a call. We're discussing local content, positioning businesses to be able to benefit from um, funding, investor funding. But then the question about local um, content and the allies which have been passed are coming in very strongly. Uh, I've got, um, is it uh, Vodi Logistics? Okay, in Niboy Times. It's good afternoon, Masterclass. Thank you for the opportunity. Please, I want to know... When do when we talk about ISO certification, when we are going to talk about ISO certification in business management processes? Okay, as I'm asking this question, I'm looking at my producer, so she's smiling. It means that she will consider it. So before the end of the year, I'm sure we will bring you a conversation on ISO certification. Um, but quick reactions yes. from Kwesi and Kofi's point. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I think um, the point I would want us to make very clear and drive home today is that we are not in any way speaking for government or even the regulations we are very interested in how businesses that are indigenous can take advantage of some of these opportunities yes there may be inefficiencies there may be ways and means within mm -hmm. the system yeah. especially for already existing companies mm -hmm. we may not be able to speak to that but we are looking at this small indigenous Ghanaian business the ways in which, the they, can ways in which they can take advantage of some of these things because it is also going to be unfair to say that then because some multinationals are already in the system and they are being prevented to pro provide some kind of services then we should ask them to go away or we should also set aside the law but let me just you know let, at the risk of wading into 
into the uh, the conversation that's going yes. on um, and sort of losing a, a bit of direction. Yeah. Let me just ask this question. Um, and it's just a difference of opinion, Kwesi and Kofi, if you're listening to me. I'm not necessarily supporting the other yes. side, but I'm just bringing perspective to the conversation that the services that have been listed as exclusive for local content, yes. what percentage of that, or what percentage do they form of the total list of services available within the industry i'm assuming that it's a it's not the majority um i, I stand for correction it's quite significant mm. it, it's not a majority but it's quite significant because then when you're talking about fuel you are looking at all the um, plants you are looking at all the machinery all the uh, bomb mills and mm -hmm. the equipment they use at the mine the supply of diesel mm -hmm. for some of these equipment should be a Ghanaian um, exclusive Ghanaian company mm. so and many other services so right. if, i think i've got another caller on the okay. line kenzie from north industrial area good afternoon kenzie welcome to master class talk to me kenzie will be my last caller uh, do i have kenzie on the line hello good afternoon good afternoon kenzie welcome to the show talk to me good i'm good kenzie please if you will yeah. Okay. 